things. If you look in Matthew 28, those of you that want to turn to Matthew 28, it says to teach people to observe all things. Amen. So in Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, I'm going to go to 17. This is when they saw him talking about Jesus. It says they worshiped him, but some doubted. And in verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And the end of the the age means forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. So God is always with us. Amen. But he wants us to be taught to observe all things. Never take anything for granted. Never. I'm like this. It may not be what it looks like. Never, you know, look at something and think that that's what it is. It could be something different. Just don't live by what you see. Amen. So that word observe means to notice or to see, to perceive, to discern. That's the word I like. To detect or to note, to register it as being significant. Because, see, all things mean something. Amen. All things mean something. To take heed or to honor, to follow or to watch. And sometimes listen to something carefully. So when you observe, like you observe the word, you listen to it carefully. If you don't listen to the word carefully, it falls to the ground, like the seed that's sown on stony ground. It falls to the ground. And this is why I believe God is saying, take notice in this hour. Discern. Amen. Pay attention and learn and watch amen follow amen listen to something carefully to see and to notice something amen or to become aware of especially through careful and direct attention amen to notice or discover in other words to make an observation amen so god wants us to observe all things or to pay attention to the times and the seasons that we're in. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you never know what's going You have to know what's going on. It's just like you see something in the news. you got to know the flip side of that. Because the devil's always going to show you something not good. Amen. Bless you. But you have to know what's really going on. And you know that by a careful observation of the word of God. Careful observation of what God is doing. Amen. And not so much paying attention to what the devil's doing. Amen. And I believe that's why God wants us to observe times and seasons. To watch and make a careful observation. a careful summation of what you see because what you see is not always what God is showing you. Amen. And that's why we're to observe. Hallelujah. So pay attention to times and seasons, to the word of the Lord, to what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church 
and and to just ultimately hear the voice of God. Sometimes we can't hear the voice of God for observing wrong things. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. So we must learn to yield to the Spirit of God, to hear and to see and to partake of what the Lord is doing in the last days. Amen. Which we are here. Hallelujah. No man knows the day or the hour, but we do know that we are living in the last days because of careful observation of the things that's going on around us. Amen. First Timothy 4. careful observation it's like when you hear something don't let that be when you see something don't let that be the determining factor you let you let god give you the discernment of what's really going on is that making sense because god has given us a sound mind not the spirit of fear amen power love and a sound mind and that sound mind means a safe safe good judgment and disciplined thought patterns and the ability to understand what's really going on in this hour so that we'll make right decisions are you here hallelujah you know uh, he's not given us the spirit of timidity but a spirit of self-control and so god wants us to have self-control he wants us to make right decisions And if something is not right, he wants you to call it that and not compromise. So in other words, this is, this is, I think, a teaching about compromise. When you observe all things, call it what it is. Amen. Observe all things. And when it's not that, don't let the devil tell you what something is because you let your discerner, uh, Robert Slaredon used to talk about a discerner that was on the inside of us. Let your discerner tell you what's what amen because things are not what they look like so in first timothy 4 verse 1 oh i'm sorry i got second timothy first timothy 4 verse 1 is this now the spirit um expresses expressly says that in the later time latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Can y'all say amen? amen? Speaking lies of in hypocrisy and having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Amen. So consciences are seared. When something is seared, it's like it's blotted out. Amen. Those who lie and who are a pretentious become hypocrites. Amen. And their opinions you can't listen to if you're a Christian. Amen. Because they have no conscience. Amen. Verse 3, forbidding to marry. We've seen that. You know it's churches that won't marry people. Don't hate the constitution of marriage. Don't want nobody to get married. Don't want to counsel people you can get very rarely get people to counsel you they don't want to do it because they don't like marriage or they don't have faith in it when you have faith in something you go the extra mile amen but anyway i'll do verse three forbidding to marry and commanding 
to abstain from foods. which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Amen. Amen. And we ain't talking about just eating till you overflow and float. We're talking about fads, diets and fads, and the miracle pill. It's just crazy. Amen. It does nothing but catch up with you. Amen. So no, no fad diets. You know, I don't eat beef and all this crazy stuff. If I can see the right, if somebody offer me a big, thick, juicy steak, don't think I ain't going to eat it. And and they be wanting it, too. They be looking at it. You notice these people that don't eat beef be staring at your steak. Now, I, I understand everything in moderation. Like my father used to say, everything in moderation. So you don't overeat, you know, a portion of a piece of steak. It's like, well, it's the palm of your hand, but some people like these big old, you know, that's enough for two meals. But what I'm saying is restricting yourself from what God has already blessed and given you dominion over makes no sense. Now, if you need to, um, if you have an illness, uh, like, uh, what's that, uh, you know, like, huh? Uh uh-uh. uh, what um, you know, what uh, uncle? Yeah, if you have diabetes, don't go chunking down all the steaks you can find. But you eat according to what your doctor has told you. You you submit yourself to them. You eat what's right until your body is healed. So I'm not saying that, you know, because you have to get everything in balance. Y'all know what I'm saying. But just some people, you know, they skinny as rails, and they that's okay. But, you know, these girls, they're steady eating, and they want to be this top model, and they restrict themselves from, it's just not, it's messed up your head. I was looking at this one show, I don't know what it was. I, it was on a commercial, and this lady said, I kill for a Tic Tac, you know. First she said, I kill for Something. She was in a Miss America pageant or a wives, married women's pageant, and she said, I kill for a, uh, something sweet they had on the table. And she said, matter of fact, I kill for a Tic Tac, you know, so <laughs> starving yourself, vainglory. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's not godly, amen, not godly at all, amen. And say, so we have to... You know, stay within, uh, you know, when you do eat beef, just don't have a small piece. It's all about portions, you know, and eating the right, eating balanced. I think that's what it, it when I eat balanced, I feel better, look better, skin is better. And then I go back to them chips and this other crazy stuff, and I start looking crazy and feeling crazy. And so you have to, whatever you do, do you have to have a balanced meal. Fruits, vegetables, good night's sleep. You know, I'm going to do that one day. But you know what I'm saying. So it's, it's, and it's sin because it says forbidding. You have, you know, it forbid God's word forbids us to do that. Amen. Verse 4 says, for every creature of God is good. And nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. The only way you don't refuse it, if it ain't blessed, somebody don't bless it. Say, wait a minute, can we bless this food? Amen. But you bless it and you eat it. 
Amen. Now, I'm not saying eat all. I saw somebody on the Cook Channel eating, uh, what's them things that move? And they put them on a skewer now. I know. It's this little cricket. It was a cricket. You've seen people eating, and they they put them on a skewer, and they cook them in barbecue them or whatever on on a grill. And so I'm not talking about getting weird. Because there's a nice fat cow or a fat chicken to eat. And people are eating crickets and all that. Y'all haven't seen that? Oh, okay. Well, well, they're doing it. And they serve them at restaurants. This one guy makes candy. You seen that guy that makes candy with crickets and all of his worms? It's a delicacy. They're calling it a delicacy. Not to me it's not, but, you know, that's getting over into the weird stuff. But God wants you to sanctify it by the word and with prayer, according to verse 5. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister for Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. But But reject profane, that's the unholy, and old wives' fables. And exercise yourselves towards godliness. Amen. So all of those old wives' tales. You see, it's not godly. You know, I didn't really know it was in the Bible back in the day because I repeated everything I heard. You know, you know, God helped those that helped themselves. You know, all of that stuff. So God says, you know, stick to the word and reject the unholy and old wives' fables. And exercise yourself toward godliness. Verse 8 says, for the body exercise, wait a minute, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable. Now you notice it didn't say not to do exercise. See, because people like to jump, well, you know the Bible, it didn't say that. It said it profits a little. In other words, don't get crazy. Keep it in moderation because that's not your life. Amen. There's other things. It says, but godliness is profitable, so try godliness. Amen, because that's what's profitable for all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Verse 9, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all uh, uh, acceptance. Amen. And see, that word worthy talking about Christ because he's the only one that's worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, For this to, for to this end we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the, the Savior of all men, especially to those who believe. And these things command and teach. So see, there's a, a, a pressure on preachers to preach the right thing. We have guidelines. Amen. And one of the things is not to forbid marrying people and abstain from weird foods, you know, weird fad diets. Amen. And to pull people away from doctrines of demons according to the first verse. Amen. Deceiving spirits. Hallelujah. Verse 12, it says, let no one despise your youth. But be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, 
in faith and in purity. So these are the things that God wants you us to take heed to. 13, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And do not neglect the gift that is inside of you, which you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on the hands to the, of the eldership. Now, some gifts, God speaks to you. Some gifts, you know, it's through laying on the hands. I had it both ways. Amen. And that's another thing. Some people want to take off and do these things. They haven't had to land on the hands to confirm. This has got to be confirmed. Amen. See, but people don't realize that. This stuff has got to be confirmed by the laying on the hands by prophets who know God, who speak truth, and not the house prophets, if y'all know what I'm saying. Amen. You know, God going to do that thing, you know, and... You know, they get paid to say, well, they're hirelings. And you don't want that word because get, their words will get you in trouble. Amen. But you want things confirmed with signs following. So in other words, God wants us to have an increasingly clear knowledge of the truth and not let anything get in our way, not doctrines of devils, not seducing spirits that come to try to get you on the wrong track. Be observant. Observe all things. Amen. Everything that God has created is good. And nothing to be thrown away or refused if it's received with thanksgiving. I was looking at these British women in England, and they were sitting down. They were having tea. And they had a meal. After tea, they had a meal. And this one lady refused because they had um, deer. And she says, I'm not eating that Bambi. I'm just not eating Bambi, you know. <laughs> and she's real nutty. Do you see, you know who I'm talking about? And uh, she went on, and she was so rude. And the queen, uh, one of the queen's people was sitting there, and she got her. She let her go on for a while, and then she told her, she said, that's not the way you do things. You know, you're supposed to receive things. You know, I don't like the venison either, but I just would have took a little bit, like the lady told her afterwards, eat a little bit and be gracious. And then set it aside. But she, I'm just not eating Bambi. I'm not going to Oh, she just went on and on about Bambi. And I'm like, oh, my new age. But I bet you if she was on some deserted island, Bambi would be real nice for her. <laughs> She'd fight over Bambi. And it was just a big, you know, they look at that as, as uh, rebellious. And uh, it's a big thing because you're refusing hospitality. And you don't do that, you know. You just go along with it and do the best you can and keep moving. Amen. Amen. It says don't refuse to throw away anything and receive it with thanksgiving. Amen. So if it's been prayed over. Uh, it's been consecrated to the Lord and to the word. Eat it and be quiet. I, every time I, I'm somewhere and I don't like because I'm picky and I don't like certain things, I stop doing that. I make myself stop because I remember when Robert Lairdon said I, I went when he was overseas. He said I ate things that moved and I didn't. What did he say? And I, did, and I didn't gripe. Exactly. And he, he had to eat bugs. He ate what they served. They served bugs. He ate them. 
And so you just do what you have to do, you know, because God will put you in situations like that to see what you're going to do. Amen. (laughs) I'm not telling you to go look for some bugs. All I'm doing is preaching the word. Amen. So the word wants us to refuse. I mean, the word wants us to refuse and avoid old wise tales, myths, and profane and impure godless fiction. And I found that in my footnotes. You know, stuff that's not true. That people have been saying so much it gets received. And you start believing it and you pick it up and say it. And it ain't even in the Bible. Amen. And it's called fiction. They said, and it says to train yourselves toward godliness or piety. It says keeping spiritually fit, you know, instead of the natural so much. But think about this, the spirit. Spiritual training is, is a promise for everybody's life. Amen. And we all need it. Amen. And so in verse 10 and verse 9 and verse 10, it talks about we're able to fix our hope on the living God who is the Savior. He's the preserver. Now, he preserves our lives. He preserves our bodies. Amen. And see, we're trying to do it in the natural, and we go to, I'm not talking about just going and getting exercise. Hey, I was there the other day. I've been doing good, okay? But what I'm saying is you get fixated on these things. Everything, all things are good, but not, what's that word? Profitable, Profitable and, and accessible to, you know, to what we need, to our lives. And so things in moderation, you know, do it with a, a godly understanding, knowing that if you really need something healing or something from God, he'll give it to you. But don't just sit up and do nothing. But, you know, let your something that you do be under God's direction. That's all I'm saying. Amen. Y'all looking at me like I'm a space cadet. Amen. So we, got, we, are, we need to fix our hope in the living God. So in other words, your last hope is not in that machine. Our hope is in Christ. It's like, God, come. <laughs> Help me fix me. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't do no more. You know, I'm doing the best I can do. So, in other words, God is saying to these people who get, uh, whatever, obsessive like that, that he's the preserver, he's our deliverer, and he's our, our maintainer. He maintains our health, our bodies. He's the maintainer. And amen. He's the maintainer of all men, especially to those who believe trust in and rely on and adhere to him so in other words god just wants to put things back in perspective and get us to watch the right things amen and do not neglect the gift that's on the inside of us while we're trying to you know working out don't neglect the gift hallelujah you know as long as we abide in him and he abide in us and we hold fast to the teachings and live according to them, then we will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Amen? And God wants us free. So the word of God must make an entrance into us, and it must find a place inside of us so that we can hold it and hold tight to our confession. Let's go to John 8. John 8. Hallelujah. Verse 20. 
Hmm. I don't know if that's the one I want. Let's go to uh, let's go to verse 17. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and he says, "It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness to me." Then they said to him, "Where is your father?" And Jesus answered, you know neither me nor (laughs) the Father. And if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And verse 20 says, and these words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no one laid hands on him for his hour had not come. And no one laid hands on him. Amen. So in other words, this is in another uh, translation. It says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I think I gave you the wrong scripture. Let's keep moving it. It might be down further. I, oh, you know what? I think it's verse 32. Yeah. But God, God is, uh, Jesus is trying to set truth with the Pharisees. Verse 21, then Jesus said to them again, I am going away, and you will seek me. And and will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. Now that's deep. So the Jews said, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from beneath. I am from above. And you are of this world. And I am not of this world. You know, these are things we need to observe and let people know. You know, we... we Well, I know I did it. I'll stick to myself. I used to tell people, well, you know, you saved. And I knew they weren't. You know, but I was trying to get them to come through the back door and serve God. I didn't know any better. I was religious myself. And so Jesus is straight out telling them, you from the devil. I'm not from there. But see, we need to learn how to be bold like him. I bet you I wouldn't do that nowadays. I said, you're going to hell, and I've done that too, and led people to the Lord right in my house. People who I see have gone on, and some people that are still here. And, you know, they used to tell me they, their name was connected to a certain church. It was on the roll, and they lived like heathens because people really don't know. And so I'm so thankful that God put the boldness on me to tell them, you're going to hell, and you need to confess christ and repent of your sins and i'm so thankful that that boldness don't ever lose your boldness and try to compromise amen so we need to observe all things you know and don't don't play around with uh being passive and just putting up with things you know how we do sometimes we got a family member we don't want to rock the boat it's time to rock the boat Amen. And I believe that's why God is is having us take notice on some things. You know, people so goofy and hugging a tree and, you know, they put more money. You know how many millions and trillions of dollars are put in whales and crazy things. You know what I'm saying? That we shouldn't have to pay. You know, taxpayers shouldn't have to pay for these things. But, you know, these people are getting 
paid big money to go into laboratories and do these studies, and it ought to be on cancer, but it's on crazy things. You would be surprised. Uh, analyzing paint, and uh, not that it, I don't know if that's a good thing. Is that a good thing? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Is that something that's necessary? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that got to do with this PPG thing? Oh yeah, I got you. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, but back to that paint, is that something that we need to spend big money on? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. And see, we spend too much money on these things. These are things that we should observe. I mean, you know, just everyday things that we let slide by because we don't pay attention. And I think in the last days, God's going to have his intercessors to observe more. And pray. Pray against it. We have the last word. Amen. We will judge all things. And so, you know, I believe that we're supposed to get a good product from the car dealers. But how much money should be spent in that. And yeah, that's another thing that um, I got that in my notes. You know, and the Bible has already, already read somewhere where it says don't refuse anything, don't waste. And so these are the type of things we need to observe, amen. I know it kind of seems like there's nothing we can do, but there's something we can do because we have a voice, amen. And we have the last say on what's going to go down here, especially in this hour, amen. The truth of God always prevails. So the world's truth is keeping people in bondage. We don't need the world's truth. We need God's truth, amen. And the wrath of God is revealed from heaven to every man. You know, there's a time when God lays your, your life before you and say, what did you do here? You have to give an account, every man. Amen. Amen. God has put into every man the knowledge of right and wrong. So we must observe clearly and understand and discern what's on the inside of us. So in other words... We can discern when we have problems on the inside. We need to make those corrections. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit to come in and correct what's wrong and not so much be worried about the outer. But be concerned about what's on the inside of us so we don't violate our consciousness or become hardened in our hearts. Until we become vain in our conscious. See, in other words, when we have to let, when your conscious, when you are, are, when your conscious tells you that you're wrong about something, repent. Don't keep saying, well, you know, mulling it over. Because that's part of what God put in every man, is to repent and to take notice about what's going on on the inside and not so much the outer. But be concerned about what's going on on the inside because God wants us to be those kind of people. Because if you look at it, who's going to judge the world? A crippled church? Mm-hmm. But God wants us to stand up, take, take our rightful positions 
amen, in the kingdom and in the world and judge rightfully. How can we judge rightfully if there's so much going on in us that's not good and we ignore our conscience? When you ignore your conscience, then you become vain in your thinking. Amen. And in fact, the Bible says you become foolish and stupid. Amen. Amen. Full of speculations. With a senseless mind. Claiming to be wise. And he also called us simpletons. Amen. And it says exchanging glory for majesty, glory and majesty for and excellence for images resembling mortal men and beasts. In other words, people trade in excellence, glory, and majesty, which is of God, for a piece of wood. Amen. And so we have to watch that. Amen. We see it. You see people in your family like that, you say, uh-uh. Say, we're going to pray because that's new age. I just did that just the other day. That's new age. Yoga is new age. You ain't taking it. Do I have to get tell y'all some more? You are not going to do yoga. Because that's new age. Amen. Got to speak up. No holes barred. Like me, don't like me. That ain't cool. Because that when you do yoga, I think they chant, that's a Hindu God. Worshiping a Hindu God. That ain't cool. No yoga in the family. Amen. So you can't join all these groups because you don't know what they're going to have you doing. Amen. You just got to observe all things. Because y'all, y'all know how long people have been doing yoga and what's those, this other guy that's doing this, you know. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. But you got to look at the root. You got to observe all things and speak against it. That's out. We ain't doing. We we ain't Hindu, and we ain't worshiping the Hindu God. We ain't going there, because people really don't know. They don't know, and they think that's just something cute that's gonna get them fit. I'm telling you, the devil comes in by making you aware of your your outer. Amen. That's how it works. God knows it's true because He's the one that said it. Uh, let's see. Did we get to verse 32? Now, let's keep reading. Let's see. Uh, Let's go to verse 24. It said, okay, yeah, he said, you're of this world, and I am not of your world. Verse 24 says, therefore I say unto you that you will die in your sins. That's deep. For (laughs) For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die of your sins, point blank. You notice Jesus observed all things. He didn't compromise like we do we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings you know well see be honest with you these people with these spits they don't like you no way they just pretending they don't like you when you come around and now if you and i'm cool with that that used to bother me but it doesn't anymore because i say hey i carry something you need amen so it's okay verse 25 then they say to him who are you? And Jesus said to them, "Just what I have been, <laughs> just what I have been saying to you from the beginning." It's like you finally know that you don't know who I am. Amen. 
It says, I have many things to say and to judge concerning you. But he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world whose things which I heard from him. And they they did not understand what he spoke to them of the Father. See, they didn't understand. Carnal mind. Then Jesus said to them, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing for myself. But as my Father taught me, I speak these things, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that pleases him. And verse 30, as he spoke these words, many believed in him. Amen. See, the truth will make you free. Verse 31 says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in me and my, if you abide in me, in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen. In other words, you'll be set free by the word. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. That's interesting. Well, amen, Sister Shirley. Amen. In other words, what makes you a son is what they need to do. Amen. Verse 36. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. In other words, he was saying, look stupid, you got to come through the son to get to God. And if you don't come through the son, you ain't free. But they see they was in church, though, every day, taking up that offering. They were in church. 37, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. And I speak what I have seen with my father. I hope I read that right. And you do not, and you do what you have seen with your father. (laughs) Verse 39, they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. In other words, believe and consider not. That's what he was saying. It says in 40, but now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do not, you, you do the deeds of your father. Wow. Then they said to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. So why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. See, they didn't observe what he was saying because they didn't listen. 44. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father, and you wanted you the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. 
when he speaks it's a lie he speaks from his own sources for he is a liar and the father of it but because i tell you the truth you do not believe me which of you convicts me of sin and if i tell you the truth why do you not believe me he who is of god hears god's words therefore you do not hear because you are not of god wow that's direct verse 48 then the jews answered and said to him uh do we not say rightly that you are a samaritan and have a deep <laughs> have a demon who and jesus answered i do not have a demon but i honor my father and you dishonor me and i do not seek my own glory there is one who seeks and judges most assuredly i say to you if anyone keeps my word he shall never see death you just step over hallelujah and then it says in 52 then the jews said to him now we know that you have a demon see all that talking he did to them see that's why you just have to hi-ya you don't you don't you can't explain it's received by the spirit just tell them you're going to hell if you don't straighten up and repent and keep moving amen because if they argue with jesus these demons argue with you amen and he's got a lot of patience it says uh and i think i was in 52 now we know that you have a demon abraham is dead and the prophets and the prophets and you say if anyone keeps my word he shall never taste death and that word taste mean partake of or to feel or experience amen and so 53 says are you greater than our father abraham who is dead and the prophets are dead who do you make yourself out to be and jesus answered if i honor myself my honor is nothing it is my father who honors me of whom you say that he is wait a minute of whom you say that he is your god yet you have not known him but i know him and if i say i do not know him i shall be a liar like you <laughs> but i do not know him i wait a minute but i do know him and keep his word your father abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad and then the jews said to him you are not yet 50 years old and have and says and have seen abraham and jesus said to them most assuredly i say to you before abraham i am amen <laughs> he was saying look i'm the present one i'm the all altogether lovely one are you kidding me amen 59 then they looked up they took up stones to throw ain't that nothing to throw at him but jesus hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by they never saw him after that isn't that something they want to, and then in the next chapter chapter nine they want to kill him amen it's just real well whatever hallelujah amen so let's go to colossians 3 i'm almost done observing all things that's what jesus did he observed all things 
thing, Colossians. Hmm, I think I passed it. Okay, Colossians 3. And we have to understand that God has a wrath against wickedness and ungodliness. So we can't act like it's not there. Amen. If we try to cover for it or take up for it or pat it on the head, then we hinder ourselves. Amen. So we can't. It's called compromise. You can't compromise with ungodliness. Colossians 3 verse 2. Colossians 3 verse 2. And it says, uh, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. Well, how do I observe all things and set my mind on things? See, it says set your affections on things above. On Wait a minute. And not on the things of this earth. For you died and you are, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So in other words, the, the, the Bible is telling us this. We're, we're raised with Christ. You died with him. you raised with him. So keep your mind on those things that concern you. Amen. But you can still observe things and not keep your mind on these things. Amen. Observe. Set your mind. Know what you're seeing. You know, but keep your mind on higher things that are on the earth. There's other things to think about on this earth and put to death the things that are not good, like the members, the members in your body, the members that are carnal things. It's saying put to death those things and set your mind like a clock where you, you, you know, always are aware of what God is doing. You know what, what it is when it's God and you, you know, do what's accordingly. You do whatever God tells you to do. Know it, but do something about it. You know, God doesn't want you to just know things, but pray and take care of these situations. Amen. Thank you. You know, I was looking at that thing on the Internet. I think, Nola, did you post something about Obama? I thought it was your post. You didn't. Somebody did. And it was saying, uh, which one do you rather have? Uh, huh? Yeah, Bush. Yeah, I thought that Bush. And I, I looked at some of the comments. It was, and I said, people are waking up. Amen. They said, I don't care what Bush did. A little bit of Bush, the wrong Bush is better than the right. And it was just, why did I say that? I said that to say something. I saw something. What if I? Yeah, compromise. The compromise is over because even people in the world see there's a price, a heavy price to pay for compromise. Amen. And so they're not doing this anymore. And a lot of them, you could tell, a lot of them said, yeah, I voted that way, but it's the biggest mistake of my life. Amen. It was just so much to read. It was, it was awesome. Amen. Idolatry, covetedness, heart and hearts. And you, you can't get what's good from a hardened heart, a heart that's closed to this country. I know the thing that they were saying is at least Bush loved this country. Amen. Amen. 
and he did help the enemy. <laughs> Amen. You have see that's observing all things. And you have to speak out. And those people speak out. And I, I couldn't even find, you know, I was trying to get my thing was so low. But, you know, to make my comment. But I said, I'm making my comment too. And I know you're watching government. You know they do that. But that's okay. Taking a stand. And that's what righteousness exalts a nation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we can still take this thing back. I'm telling you, because it's sorely needed but we need to learn how to observe perversion of all kinds and stand against it amen see even things that's covered by sweetness and smiles and you know all that smoking a cigarette drinking my beer see i'm normal like everybody else i don't want that do that in your your privacy your home i don't need that I mean, I'm not against it if that's what you do, but that's not going to save this. It ain't going to do nothing for joblessness. It's not going to do anything for nothing. It's ridiculous. So people are speaking out because these are end times. Even people in the world know. They know it's something, and they know that this perversion and this stupidity must stop. And they're taking a stand. And I know if these crazy people in the world can take a stand, I know I can. Amen. Have to take a stand. Amen. So, in other words, God is saying, be faithful to God and perceive the truth and yield to the Spirit of God, not fleshly desires, not covetedness. See, when people covet, that's a hardened heart. Covetedness is a hardened heart. When you have a hardened heart, you hate God. I don't hate God. You will. Keep that hardened heart. You will. Proverbs 23. And see, that's what's wrong with most people in this country. Hardened hearts against God. Proverbs 23, verse 26. It says, My son, give, it, give me your heart. I think that's 20. Oh, yeah, that's 26. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. See, God is always telling us to observe things. For a harlot is a deep pit. Whoa. And a seductress is a narrow well. I didn't know. I didn't even. I wasn't looking for that scripture, but it's all good. It says, and she also lies in wait. As for a victim and increases the unfaithful among men. Wow. All right, let's go to First Peter 3. First Peter 3. Hallelujah. Sorry. Verse 2. First Peter. Oh, is that Second Peter 3? 1 Peter 3, verse 2. And it says here, when they observe your... Wait a minute. Let's go to 1. And it says, wives likewise be submissive to your own husband. That's why I flipped the page. And it says... 
that even if some uh, do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and when they observe your chaste conduct, and that word chaste means humble, and it means, uh, let's see what else to say, honor, you know, submissive. It says, when it, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, and that's, that's the reverence, you know, you honor him and be submissive and esteem. Now, if y'all don't have a natural husband, Jesus is your husband. Reverence him. Because it's talking to everybody here. Reverence him. Amen. And submit. It says, do not let your adornment be merely outward. You know, looking cute. And as cute is good. I like cute. Don't get me wrong. I do cute. Arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. But see, it says, we're about the inside. Amen. Amen. It says, verse 4, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit like me. Go ahead and laugh. (laughs) I don't care. Amen. It says, which is very precious in the sight of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So what saves a marriage and gets a husband to submit to the Lord and to get him saved is a chaste and, and quiet spirit of the Lord. And for those of you who are married to Jesus, if you, you walk in that, it will attract a godly man. Because I'm going to tell you something, because these street men, they don't want that. They want brazen. They want rough. They want ghetto. They want all the little added amenities. Amen. And y'all know your hood rat. They want all that stuff. And then when that's over, what's left? It ain't nothing there. Amen. And then they want a ring on it. They want to put a ring on it. Amen. And then then next is the police, the popo coming to your house. This is how it works. I'm telling you. That's how it works. When they get the ring, they're going to call on you keep you in line that's how jazzy works amen he choked me that's how they roll he choked me he did everything amen that's coming i don't remember why i had this scripture and oh talking about conduct and that's the only one i could find in here for conduct Amen. But God but the God uses a wife as an example of conduct. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you don't want the roughest thing in town. You don't put no ring on that. <laughs> you know? And for wives who think think that they're not attractive or they're plain, that's stop listening to the devil. Amen. That's what I say. Don't listen to the devil. Amen. Because husbands are looking for something on the inside. Amen. Amen, brothers. Did I hear that other brother down there? Amen. Yeah, holla. Amen. (laughs) We got his pink shirt on today, so you can just expect anything. Let's finish this up. Verse 5, it says, For in this manner 
in former times the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed uh, Abraham, it's nothing wrong with they look good. They did their thing. You know, they didn't have their hair all over their head. You know, they wanted to look attractive, but they were also attractive on the inside. Amen? Because, you know, it's like you got to take her somewhere. Some women you can't take nowhere. Y'all know what I'm saying. You leave them at home because you can't take them nowhere. You don't want to be one of those. Amen. James 1. James 1, verse 22. Almost done. It says, but be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Amen. Uh, Let's see. If anyone, verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself and it goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. Amen. So in other words, observe the word that you hear and be a doer if you observe the word it's not going to fall on stony ground you're going to do it instead of just keep hearing and don't never do nothing and always looking for a fresh word what you're going to do with it that pisses me off you know preachers have to set aside a time aside no matter how you feel and dig and, and bombard heaven lord give me a fresh word and then you didn't finish on the last one well that wasn't nothing I heard that one before. Or that ain't good. We'll go do the last thing. Amen? I know. I used to be one of them. Do what you last heard and be a hearer. Because if you are not a doer of the word, you're, you're not observing well. Amen? You, you're, you're, it's like you observe yourself in the mirror, then you disappear. You forget what you look like. But you're supposed to look like Christ. See, when the word, when you're full of the word, you look like him. Amen. That's your image. And you don't look in there and see every wrong thing. You don't look in there and say, I don't like that about myself. I don't like this. I don't like look good as her. Or I need this. Or I wish I looked like that. You look good all the time if you keep observing that word. Amen. And know who you are. Know who you are. When you look in the mirror, you look like him. You observe things. Amen. Don't not know who you're looking at. And don't let that word fall to the wayside. I think it falls to the wayside. Do the word. Don't just be a hearer for 25 years. Do the word. Amen. And let it change you. Let the word be in your mouth. Let the word be your mirror. When you look in that mirror, let the word be your mirror. Amen. When you open up that word, it's like looking in a mirror. That's really where we're going here. Thank you, God. Let the word be your mirror. Amen. And when you open up that word, you see him. Amen. Observing your face as the face of God. Amen. Or you forget the word and it passes away. Amen. The Bible advises us to to not observe some things, and that's in Ecclesiastes. Let's be the last one, and I think we read that today. 
don't get too overwhelmed in your observations. Amen. Ecclesiastes, we were there for the offering. Now I can't find it. There it is, I see it. Okay, Ecclesiastes 11, verse 4. But it says, he who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. You know, in other words, don't look at natural conditions. When you observe, know the word. Call a spade a spade and observe, but keep keep doing the word. Amen. Amen. It says, as you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child. So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In the morning, sow your seed. And in the evening, do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper. E- in either this or that. Or whether both alike will be good. Amen. In other words, obey the spirit. Amen. And not reasoning but because of conditions. Well, I better not do this because of that. You know, it doesn't look like it's going to pan out to be anything. Don't try to judge something looking from the outer. Amen. But observe things and then let the Holy Spirit. See, when you observe things, you let the Holy Spirit explain to you what's going on behind the scene. You don't make a draw a conclusion from what you see in the natural. We had watchmen years ago that said, they told me one time, I'm watching, I'm watching you. I said, honey, you ain't watching me. Always watching the wrong thing. I didn't tell her what I want to tell her, but I told her to keep watching. I ain't going nowhere. I'm watching you. And I said, look at that false watch. Think God sent her here to look at me. I hope you like what I see, what you see. I'm watching you. So what she said. Crazy people. You know, observing everything, but not allowing the Holy Spirit to to speak to her on what she's watching. You need to be just like me, honey, who I want to tell her. Amen. John 6.44 says that the Spirit has to draw you. So observing is one thing, but don't allow your mind to become hardened and your heart become hardened. Amen. Because if you allow your heart to be hard, listen, these people who, I'm trying to be nice, but it's hard. (laughs) It is, it's hard. Just preach. What the heck? These people who think they're born gay, not born gay. So what they do, this is how they get like this. This is how you get a city of Atlanta full of them is they ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit telling them, don't do that. They avoid their conscience until they keep doing it until they have no conscience. And when, they, when, when the devil finish and they don't have any conscience, then the Lord give them over to a reprobate mind. That's how it happens. That's why us observing need to say, you're going to hell. Because that ain't God. And then this is what they want to do. Let me tell you, they try to sue you. 
they'll try to sue you if you tell them that. But you know what? God will get you anything that gets you in trouble. And I learned this. It's for the sake of the gospel, well, you'll get out of it. God will get you out of it. Listen, amen. I just want to go to John 44 and read that again. Because we need to make some John 644 posters and mail them out. I think this is the scripture. I'm not sure. Come to think of it. John 644. Because I think we went in John earlier, didn't we? I don't remember. I'm hoping it's in 644. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. It says, no one can, no, and this is Jesus talking. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. And it is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. And that not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. So most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Let's see. I wanted more about him. That, but anyway, the Holy Spirit says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. The Holy Spirit has to draw. So when people get done ignoring their conscience, their conscience. Remember we read the conscience is seared like a hot iron. That means you don't have one because God will say, okay, do your thing. And that's why you see some people, God just don't bother them no more. They just don't come to church no more. They don't do nothing no more. They just go, as we call, all the way out there. That's because they've ignored their conscience so long that God says the Holy Spirit don't draw them no more. Dangerous place to be. And at some point, it'll, it'll all end if they don't repent because they don't listen to the conscience. Everybody has a conscience. Murderers have a conscience. And when you stop listening to your conscience, your conscience is seared like a hot iron, and you just do wrong. You just go full-blown wrong. And then uh, this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Some people think, I'll stop when I'm ready. I've heard people, I'll stop. See, this is the trick bag that the devil puts you in. But you can't stop because the Holy Spirit has to draw you. And if you, your conscience is seared, and God's giving you over to a reprobate mind. Holy Spirit ain't calling you. He ain't drawing you. So you can't call and draw yourself. But see, they think that I'll repent when I'm done. If you're lucky, you will. Amen. He won't draw you. He won't. I feel some people saying, yes, he will. No, he won't. Let me try to find that. I wrote that scripture down somewhere. Uh, where is that scripture it talks about your conscience is seared I think it's in 1st Timothy I'm not sure Unbelieving believers. (laughs) 4 verse 1, let's see. 
Okay, do not neglect the gift. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with hot iron, forbidding to marry. But then it talked about the the fallout from this. For godly bodily exercise profits a little. Do not neglect the gift. Meditate on these things. Give yourself. Let's see. Somewhere it talks about in another place it says the Holy Spirit will not draw you it wasn't second timothy i think it's in john 8 and try that it says in two places that the holy spirit will not draw you after you have a, re- it, it talks about uh, giving over to a reprobate mind. John eight twenty. Romans one, I think that's where it is. Uh, see, people don't really believe that they're praying, playing with fire. Because everybody thinks they got time to be out in the world. And they, they don't. Romans 1. Let's see. I think we read through 25. Verse 26 says, For this reason God gave them up to vile passions. Hello? For, ev- for even their women exchanged the natural use of for what is against nature likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due it says in verse 28 it says and even as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. See that? Repubate. To do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetedness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are, what is that? They are whisperers backbiters haters of god violent proud boasters inventors of evil things disobedient to parents uh, undiscerning untrustworthy unloving unforgiving unmerciful who knowing the righteous judgment of god that those who practice such things are deserving of death not only do they not only do the same but also approve of those who practice it therefore you are inexcusable excusably O man whoever you are who judge for in whatsoever you judge another you condemn yourself for you who judge practice the same things now they're talking about sinners because god's righteous will judge amen 
and god is the only righteous judge we know but we will sit in judgment of wrong verse 2 says but we know that the judgment of god is according to truth against those who practice such things and do you think this O man you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same that you will escape the judgment of god or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness, is that hardness? And your, imp- what is that? Imp- impenitent heart? Impenitent heart. You are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of of wrath, wait a minute, wrath, in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to such one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patient uh, continuance in doing good seek glory, honor, and immorality. But to those who are self-seeking, and do not obey truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jews first and also to the Greek. There's another scripture that tells, says the Holy Spirit will not call them. Verse 10 says, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good to the Jews first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these although not having the law are a law to themselves who like the pharisees who show the work of the law written in their hearts their their conscience also bearing witness and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them in the day that god will judge the secrets of men by jesus christ according to the gospel okay i'm i'm gonna stop but there's one other scripture I had where it says that the Holy Spirit will not, has to draw you. So if you're, if you are, your conscience is seared, then you won't have the knowledge of right and wrong anymore. Okay. And when you don't have the knowledge of right and wrong anymore, you won't observe clearly. And you'll think bad. This is why people now thinking bad is evil and evil is good. And you won't know the difference. Everything is a joke. Everything is cool. And the Holy Spirit won't call you. It won't draw you. And that's why it takes some serious prayer. And then when you pray for people, that's the only way they can get pulled out of that so that the Holy Spirit will draw them to salvation. I'm telling you, this is how it works. Amen. So we have to learn how to start to discern what is on the inside of us and repent for it. Don't let it stay. Because sometimes you think, I got time. We don't have no time no more. It's a dying world out there. And, and we have to see their senseless minds are, are darkened. And somebody has to pray for them and pull them. And we got families that don't know God. Amen.
And so we can't compromise anymore. Amen. So I just wanted to clear that up. And that's why the Bible tells us to set our minds on the things above for us. But observe what's going on in this world and take authority over it. Because God's given us authority and power to, to do these things. And then at the end, in, before heaven, we will judge. We will judge because I, I can't think of where that scripture is, but that's what it says. And the righteous will judge. Amen. But everybody ain't righteous. But those are the people that always want to judge. Want to judge the righteous. But they can't. Because they have not been given permission to judge the righteous. They just haven't. But you notice we get judgment all the time. Part of that judgment is telling us, you judging me. That's the new going thing now on Facebook. We being judged because we got grace. It's just crazy. Anything out there to trick people up just to keep them in sin but stay righteous and don't let that make you back down you know keep observing things amen but don't observe the wind (laughs) don't try to see observing the wind means you considering what you see and the bible says to consider not amen so where this gonna be uh don't try to figure out what kind of what's waiting on you if somebody say, oh, it ain't no good, they this and they that, you don't go by that. That's observing the wind. You go by what you know, what God tells you on the inside, okay? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you. And we bless you. Amen. And we lift you up. Hallelujah. That we will observe all things, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that when we observe things that are not of you, Lord, we will take authority over it. And not go along with it. And we will come against it. Because we have the power to stop it. And we thank you, Father, that you've given us dominion and power and authority in these end times. And we thank you, Father. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. If anybody needs prayer before.